Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, I remember when I did catch up. That was the one. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm going to pick the worst line, and that's what's going to be a sign-off thing. Is like, like, what was a dumb line from this one? Like, um, how old uh, are those cigarettes? Tr- like trans fats are the best fats. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's a good one. Welcome to, I like to start on a downer note, welcome to the, uh, the Better Call Saul podcast brought to you by the Baltic Effect. My name is Trent, her name is Sadie. Hashtag fuck Chuck. His name is Nick. Hello. <laughs> and, uh, and we're talking about the episode Salute. No, Sunk Cost. We're talking about the episode of Better Call Saul, and we're going to talk about things and stuff. The problem is, I don't. I, we can't really get started until I know what time it is. Ooh, ooh! I know, I know, I know, Nick, I know. Do you know what? Nick, yeah, do please. You know what, do you know what? No, please tell me. Call on me. No. Someone call on me. No, let me know uh, what time it is too, because I gotta, I gotta set my time. What, what time is it? It's time for the Sadie Burke Popcast Pod Quiz, featuring me, Sadie, and questions. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, Mr. Carter! Mr. Carter! Mr. Carter! What I would no one prefer. Said there would be questions. What I would prefer you do is say, the chair recognizes Sadie. That's, that's how I prefer to be recognized when I'm raising my hand. Noted, counsel. <laughs> Am I on a short leash, though? I will clear a, this courtroom. <laughs> I will clear this courtroom. We had um, questions this week from um, Shinogle, Bricktails, and a new fella named Frank. Oh, that's, hey, Frank. That's yeah. Jaws from Wait. the Baddix uh, Facebook group. I figured it probably was Hold one on. of those folks. What? Yeah. Hold on. Let me be Frank. Oh, no. <laughs> you're Trent. <laughs> okay, you can be Frank. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh. Sorry. It's one of those go mind when we say the following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just reminded me of a dirty joke. And I'm going to double check my email right before I start, <laughs> make sure that I have no last minute submitters. Nope. Nick thought of a Nope. T-Mobile did not send me any questions. So T-Mobile yeah. and Jimmy John's also, they brought me a sandwich. They did not submit questions. Okay. Controversial all right. statement. I don't like Jimmy John's. You don't? That's all right. No, nah, man. I've had two two bad experiences at two different ones. And, and hmm. people up here are like Melio's or Jimmy John's. I like Firehouse, man. I'm a Firehouse kind of guy. Do you have um, uh, Potbelly? We do. I haven't tried it yet. Though. I like Potbelly. I like awful. I like the breakfast sandwiches at Potbelly a lot. Yeah, it means I'd have to walk through a mall to get there, mm. and like I don't, I think I'm too old for malls. Yeah, mine is like on my on the bus area. So if I take the Max, I get off the Max, and it's right there, and I have to because. And Jimmy John's delivers, and literally mm. eight minutes from the time that I hit order until it walks in my office, I boom. 
And I really like I their like Italian. I Max after school. What's the scores like, Sadie? The scores is like this. Um, Frank got three points, and Bricktails got dos pointos, and Shane got three points. So the totals are Lana 14, Trent 2, Nick 16, Shane 39, Mark 21, Bricktails 40, Nate 4, Lily 10, Adam 1, John Wang 1, Adrian 1, Price 3, and Frank 3. Fuck, I should have stuck with the uh, the bailout that Sadie offered <laughs> the other week. Instead, I just keep I just keep putting into this this score that I have and keep trying to push forward what I have invested in it, thinking that maybe if I just keep putting stuff into it, that maybe it will turn around in the end. As long as I, because I'm so close, I just have to keep adding more to it. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the fallacy of sunk cost? It might be. It just <laughs> might be. Dun dun dun. Doing it until that's hilarious. Until someone stepped in and was like, "Oh, that's not funny, Trent." <laughs> so, so, something like bunk coats. I think it was. This episode was called something like that. Um, so, questions from Shinogle. Oh, glasses. Because I, yeah, I I could squint, but I don't choose to squint. Like that that gives you wrinkles. Nailed it. There we go. <laughs> What is the name of Kim's gym slash place to get ready in the morning? Oh, it's something like, um... I don't want something uh, like I want the answer, Trent. Because uh, they, they show it, like, kind of quick. Um, I think that's what... One of those, it's, it's one of their more subtle mm-hmm. montages. All right, you guys you know both I mean? said... Like you guys both said North Valley Fit. What Shane said was North Valley Fitness, but I assume that you're both right because you both said the same thing. So, Shane, you lose a point. We said it in Canadian. We both, Nick oh. and I were Shane just literally solid. lost a point. That that just oh, happened. No way! Did the good take it away? Did I witness some smiting? Yep, yep, exactly. That's what, that's what Shane gets for fighting me on what's the best show on television right now. Suck it, Shane. I am sending in a package, so I feel I'm sorry. Oh, are you? Yay. I, I send Shane things. Um, it's fun. My, uh, right. I sent him some stuff, too. <laughs> wow. Sending, <laughs> sending him he sent me a, a, a Blu-ray of Clue, and I don't have a Blu-ray player, so I sent it back. Oh. But um, but I sent oh, him a... Oh, no. Now you can't watch Clue. That's a real tragedy there. Too bad <laughs> that was on Blu-ray. I was thinking that Milo might really like Clue. It's funny. Well, and you needed a Blu-ray to have it in extra high def. I know, right, because it totally matters. It matters. All right, what is on the what is on the back of Jimmy's jail jumpsuit and what does that theoretically stand for? Ooh, can we break that down into points? Yeah, let's do a point for each of those cuz he says theoretically, I'm not sure what he means by that. Oh, so we don't have a confirmation of what it stands for. I think that he just yeah. Okay, so yes. I'm going to do the first one is the, is the that, and then I think that stands for, mm-hmm. based on what somebody else said. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my glasses are filthy. It's not even worth it. Is that a question? <laughs> I not even think about this. <laughs> True or false, my glasses are filthy. <laughs> and one of those words, I don't know. No, no, it's not that. That's not what he said. He said, um... Oh, because I don't know what he said. I can't turn on the fucking subtitles. This runs me back. Did, did you call them, it's the, funny sub, you it's call them like, the subtitles? It's one subtitles. thing ri- written on the back of the jumpsuit, but then they call it another thing when they talk about it. Okay. They, yeah, they've called it like three different things, and that's okay. where it like really starts saying like, come on, what are we talking about? I, I want to say that they said, oh, fuck it here. This yeah, is, what, what Nick said oh, is right, like, so 
or what Jane says is right anyway. Theoretic. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's BCDC, so you both got that. Um, but it's the Bernalillo County Department of Corrections, Trent. Bernalillo. He said a word earlier in the show. I don't want to give it away. But, but it doesn't matter because the, uh, you said county district court, not Department of Corrections. So uh, there's, there's that. Yeah. Sorry. Stupid question. Theoretically. <laughs> well, it was a hey, stup- stupid question. Theoretically. Theoretically, it could say, or bitch can damn quit. <laughs> That's a cute, not a C. <laughs> if you can't spell, maybe it starts with a C. C-U-I-T. Quit. It's it's like uh you know it's like in um, Men in, Men in Black the the first one where he goes uh, NYPD I will knock your punk ass down knock starts with a K. Oh, <laughs> I never even realized I never even realized knock your punk ass. I, wow. Okay. Anyway, Bloody, it's super fun. It's and pun- and punk ass is one word then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ass the ass the word. Okay. Uh, Shane's third and final question. Well, it's not his... Yeah. Anyway. What do they say about the man who represents himself? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Ooh. Trent said, is bad. <laughs> Nick Nick said has a fool for a lawyer. It's actually has a fool for a client. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh smart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that actually I, I said or was that implied? No, no, they never said it in the episode. Hmm. They didn't. Okay. So oh. that's the that's the like motto that cuz I've heard of that. The only thing I know about representing yourself is that you can't file for a mistrial. Um Oh. It, that's that's like the only thing I know about. So I didn't know if there was. I assumed there was like maybe a common. I know all you lawyers talk. Say you're a lawyer, right? That's how you're. That that's what. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a lawyer. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, so this is the next question. This was from Bricktails. There are nine items that Jimmy gave to the jailer. Oh man. Um, I'm gonna do nine. A po- wow. I'm gonna do a point for each, and um. And he says bonus if you get them all in order. So we'll, we'll talk about bonus. Oh, bon- that's out the window. Yeah, we'll so talk about we'll bonuses through. if that even comes remotely close to happening. God. So nine oh, things. I'm sorry. Nine I'm, things I'm Jimmy gave to the jailer. I'm definitely not a good driver, good driver. It was um, funny. I was getting all these questions in yesterday before I'd watched the episode. And I was like, whoa, okay, I guess Jimmy goes to jail. Oh, I guess Kim works out. Oh, um <laughs> Um, nine. Well, uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to get them all in order. No way. Yeah, I figured yeah, probably no one would. Crazy. <laughs> I figured Trent's just going to start listing things: car, bumper, wheel, his uh. virginity, his attention, <laughs> his time, <laughs> the best years of his life, uh, his dog. Uh, hmm. <laughs> he would have also attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> gave him, gave him that fucking shade. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, <laughs> I'm stuck. Uh, I, I'm just gonna. I'm a last mm-hmm. one total. Two of them are total guesses, mm-hmm. but uh, trying to think if there's anything else that could have been. Um, yeah, let's just go for this. Boop. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so hang on. Just, yeah, I got a tally here. Um, okay, this, 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 this. Excuse me, I'm tabulating. I'm tabulating my my that. quantitatives. And I have a. I, I just... Get out your slide rule. Yeah, I know. Get the abacus out. Okay, well, uh, so. Trent got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and two wrong. I'm not. I'm not oh, del- no. deleting for two. And Nick got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and one wrong. Really? Yeah. So not uh, bad. The correct answers were: ring, watch, matchbook, cigarettes, cell phone, wallet. Neither of you got wallet. Uh, tie. I got wallet. Oh, you did. Okay. Tie. Shoes. Socks. Oh, you did. Um, you said key, oh, you, you said you said keys and pen. So Trent added. Trent said watch, cigs, matchbook, cell, ring, shoes, wallet, keys, pen. And Nick said ring, cigarettes, matchbook, watch, phone, tie, belt, shoes, socks. Yeah, but he had, he took he gave in his belt. I'm sure. Uh, it's not on the list, man. Uh, Satan, you got to start checking your sources. They're gonna wreck your horses. Consider my Just horses. Say, that's okay. That's okay. We'll go off of Bricktail's answer. So. We'll go off, but we. I can research this and we can discuss it later. So, it was. It was. Uh, what did, it was eight. You got, it. you got more of the right things than I did for sure. But eight that would. That's a different. You might have got to two. seven. Yeah. <gasps> oh yay! Chris is watching feud. <laughs> He's catching feud. Like um, feud? Are they watching the feud? Feud. The finale was. Amazing. Oh yeah, and so right, li- yeah, yeah, li- listeners, listeners, uh, yeah, we recorded our um, finale episode of Feud last night. It'll be up um, tomorrow. Let's go tomorrow. Yeah, Bill's family. The, the last last right. two episodes, and we're recording for Fargo's and Leftovers, Fargo's and Leftover on uh, Friday. In Everybody case people want to write in, to Baltic Effect at gmail dot com. Yeah. <laughs> All right, questions from Frank. What is Jimmy's taxi car number? Oh. I know, I didn't even... I just... Okay. Um... <clears throat> Come on, Geek Oboloba. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to start like, doing the thing Trent, where the you get working then... for you. Wait, really? Yeah, <laughs> it worked for you in this oh. case. No! Yeah. No! What, did you just make that up? Yes! Because you got that right. <gasps> what? <laughs> Everybody that's, go buy Ginkgo Biloba now. That's We're hilarious. All be smart. You both got it. Three, two, seven. All right. Hey. What was the amount of Jimmy's bail? Three, two, seven on a motherfucking cop. Um, that would have been... That's one, eight, seven. Three two seven on a motherfucker. It's one eight seven on a motherfucking cop. Three two seven on a motherfucker. I have like a super. Fight about this all day. I love that song. For that, yeah, that whole album, I can. I think I can do every song from memory because Mm -hmm. it's burned in my brain. I spent a summer 
hanging out. Like I spent a lot of time at my dad's house and a friend of mine, I grew up next to a dude that we, we kind of grew up together. So it was a good friend of mine for a long time. And he, around the time he was 16, I was like 14, 15. He had gotten like a little old pickup truck, like old Mazda pickup, and he was turning it. He's rebuilding the engine and then turning it into a low rider. So I spent a summer working in like a hot garage listening to that and Red Hot Chili Peppers, whichever album's got, you know, scar tissue on it. Just, mm-hmm. that's, I think it's the only two albums we fucking had. <laughs> <laughs> and we listened to them like all the damn time uh-huh. the whole summer. Brings back good memories. Good fun time. I love I love that song. Milo really liked it when he was like three or four. He loved that song. <laughs> April twenty ninth, nineteen ninety two. He is cards against humanity. He doesn't like, he doesn't get to play cards against humanity. Doing a three two seven on the mother looking cop. Um. So uh, last question. A, oh, sorry. Last I was qu- just saying, Milo wears a cool hat. He does wear a cool hat. He looks he looks good in a hat like his daddy. What was the name of the free clinic? I don't know how much money did it was his bail. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It was twenty five hundred. Sorry, Trent. You doubled it. The Ginkgo Bulova oh. doubled doubled the number for you. Oh, whoa! So did, I assume Nick got that one. Then. He did. God damn it! Fucking damn hell. <clears throat> okay, so the name of the the free, clinic. The free clinic. Go ahead and just translate "free clinic" into Spanish, would you? No. I hope I spelled this right. Yes, because like, I'm counting for spelling. <laughs> it's like... Medicinos Mexicanos. Medicinos Poyos. That's funny because Trent actually said Clinica Medicina, but that's yeah, that's medicine, no. not, not, not clinic, or not free. So it's Clinica Gratuita. So that's oh. zero for Trent and one for Nick. And I only have one question this week. So when I finished watching uh, Saul this morning, um, my Amazon suggested, like, you want to watch some Breaking Bad? And I'm like, sure. And I clicked play, and it came in in the middle of the Magnets episode. So in this episode um, of Better Call Saul, when – what's his name? When Mike goes to the clinic, he says that his name is Mr. Clark. In the Magnet episode of Breaking Bad – he pretends to be a U.S. postal worker and is calling to find out whether those guys have um, Gus's laptop because he's been ripping them off on his postage yeah. meter. Right. And his last name is Clark. What is his alias's first name? Ooh, that's tough. Please be. be- because, because he said Clark on this one and then it, right into the next one where it was Clark again. I'm like, wait, what? So this must be his go-to. Like, uh, what's George Costanza's? Like go to alias, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, oh, Regina Falange. <laughs> Trent, <laughs> I, I this like is Regina Falange. Uh, for years, if I ever needed to like put, I would like call in like uh, reservations. I would do all kinds of shit under the name Scott Summers for like years. Yeah, and it and I tell my friends if you ever hear something called for Scott Summers. It's probably – I'm probably there. That's funny. <laughs> because I had a friend. We were in a place that was a uh, – let's just say it was a place that I, I don't really want anybody in there knowing me. Mm-hmm. I was there with a friend, and I was across the room, and I wanted to get his attention, and I went, uh, Scott. <laughs> and he, like, looks over. He, like, knew it was me calling him, and then forever we just became Scott Summers. That's funny. Well, so, it was Dave. Uh, Dave Clark 5 is what he said. Kidding. Uh, 
No, he said like the Dave Clark Five, and the guy, and then he's like, "Must be before your time." Oh then, no way! And then I... he's, and he said, "Feel free to call me day or night." And then he snaps the phone in half. He goes, "Well, we're fucked." <laughs> I, I, I guess. I guess he just break it. I guess Dave, because I thought it was the most bland, generic name I could think of. Oh no, Dave Clark, the Dave Clark Five. So anyway, with a score of fifteen to ten, Nick takes it again this week. Good job, mm-hmm. Nick. Plus one equals 17. All right, I have a nice list that I need to not lose. Like today I was rummaging through my piles of paper down here looking for the scores. I won't do that next week. <laughs> All right, I have zero notes on the show. I did download some um, some uh, recaps of the show and read them before the show, but I watched it last well, night and I didn't take notes. <laughs> let's do a prediction round. Oh, yes. So let me fix my thing. Yeah. You want to... So um, first off, we have one... Uh, proven prediction this week. Uh, so a point to Shane for predicting that we will find out in season three that Gus left the don't note. Woo! Oh, okay. nice. Nice work, Shinogle. Uh Now we have a judgment call because I made a prediction that Victor placed the don't note on Mike's windshield. Mm. And that I don't know if we can say definitively no. that Victor did it or if this is going to be unresolved. It could have been ty- ty- Tyrus. Tyrus, or yeah. It could, could have been, yeah. So I get the goose egg on that and that stays at unres- that goes to unresolved status. Just, yeah. Uh, it's still a good answer. They could have a flashback where they show it actually happening. Uh, possibly. They do that shit I, all the time when you mm-hmm. think it would matter. Yep. I have a feeling that that's not going to be answered. Yeah. Um, Sadie, uh, we had last week, you predicted that, uh, um, uh, what did you predict? You, you predicted <laughs> <laughs> You predicted last week that see, Rebecca left Chuck and then his electrophobia developed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today when I was going over the scorebook. Um, Turns I out I said the opposite. You said, <laughs> yeah, Re- Re- Rebecca left Chuck because of his illness. So, All right. Uh, Don't I'm, you guys mean Rebecca Bois? Rebecca Bois. So here, here's my here's my thinking on my final answer on this. So change okay. my final answer. My final prediction is that Rebecca left him because of the electrophobia. Okay. So Be- the prediction you made last year stands, and yes. I will delete the one you made last week. And here's my thinking because prediction I think withdrawn. I think his electrophobia has almost entirely to do with Jimmy. And since Jimmy was there, and I don't think that Chuck likes it that like Rebecca and Jimmy get along. That's like that doesn't play into but, Chuck's but plan saying, of destroying him all the time. Right. But your but your prediction though is saying that the um, the electrophobia came before Rebecca Bois before she left. Yes. Yeah. And that was a reason or a big reason that she did split instead yeah. of him yeah. developing it after she. Yes, was. I think that his Has electrophobia. This, I th- what I, the last thing that I said that it happens after she leaves. Just, just uh, me. <laughs> no, because I'm feeling like I got a cup. Uh, you know what I mean? I got that feeling like do, I got. Do, I got do you need sexual that. healing? Because so you got that. I got. You wanna, I got. The, I got, I got put, sides. I got my, my sauce. But now I put up some steak. Is what I need to put up. Little steaks. Yeah, steaks. So you're gonna predict that she left, or his electrophobia started after she left? Yes. Okay. Okay, because let me tell you, I want to tell you what my thinking or, is on or, this. Or, 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 wait, 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 okay. I didn't just specify. Do you want to hear my he thinking before have... you even go with this? I got to finish my prediction okay. before you go with that. 
Um, I, 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 it's, he doesn't make it known to anyone that he has it until she's left. Let's put it that way. Like maybe he feels something weird while she's still there and then, but he doesn't voice it or anything. And then it's after she leaves that it's like really kicks in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that too vague? Okay. So can I say Chuck's electrophobia is revealed after Rebecca leaves him? Yeah. I think that's probably going to be best. Yeah. Or revealed to everyone in the show. Okay. Does that make sense? Is there a better way to say that? Am I saying yeah. weird? Um, or Chuck's ele- electrophobia uh, becomes known after Rebecca leaves him. Gotcha. That probably makes most sense. All right. I'm sorry, Sadie. What were you say? So what I'm saying is I think that his electrophobia has a lot to do with um, Jimmy's success ratio. I think that there's like a correlation between how well Jimmy is doing and how how afraid of electricity Chuck is. I think it's it actually, has. Yeah, I think that's a good. And no, so, I think, I think that he started developing it when Jimmy left the mailroom and started actually pursuing a law degree. That started tweaking Chuck out because he doesn't always have the upper hand and get to be like, "I'm a lawyer and you're in the mailroom," and "Oh, I got you this job in the mailroom. Isn't that great of me?" And like, "You're bringing stuff to me now. You're delivering my groceries. Oh, isn't that nice of you?" And like that kind of shit that he does now. But then when he's like, they're like, "You're going to need to come into a courtroom," he's like, "Oh, I'll be fine with that." As long as I'm mm-hmm. fucking my brother over, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now we come Hashtag to, fuck Chuck. We come to new predictions. <laughs> I'm going to get a fucking tattoo. Hashtag fuck Chuck. Oh, please, please don't. I, please don't. I am going <laughs> to make two big, bold predictions tonight. But I will let oh. you, I will let the two of you go first. Oh, I don't have anything new. No? No, a trend, no, no I, gave, I, I just gave my new one. Okay. Just, wait, wait a minute. Did I go back in time again? <laughs> Fuck! This always happens on Wednesdays. Shit. So what, there, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I already gave you my my. But did I really not give you my prediction? No, I got it. Yep. Uh, it's in the book. Okay. All right. Okay. So, tournament. Uh, the first of. <laughs> Uh, the first of my two predictions, and I've really can't come around on this because I did not agree with other predictions like this, but I am predicting Nacho works for Gus. Okay. Okay. No, no, no gas so surprise or 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 nothing. No, no, no? because no. like I mean, he works for the. Uh, hey, look, when people are when people you're going up against make mistakes, you let them make it. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I. I I I, uh, I I so it, but you because ha- we already know that he does work with um, Tuco, but you're saying like, like on the side he also works with Gus. Yeah, because yeah, because Gus knows things because uh, Nacho's telling him, and uh, or, and even though that like even the prediction that people that I think Eve made about Nacho blocking Mike's shot. I think maybe he could have gotten a phone call from one of the boys to say, "Hey, there's a sniper up in the hills," and you know, blah blah blah. So I I I was originally saying, "No way, Nacho was blocking that shot deliberately." But now, after what Gus said in this episode, I am I am pretty certain that Nacho is working for Gus. He's a double agent. Could I throw a counter to that? Because I think you're also the person that said, "I think it was you." That it was last week, or I don't remember when it was, but you were talking about the episode when um, Mike first is checking out the the ice cream truck. He's like spying yeah, yeah. on them. Yep. 
and you said it looked like there was a camera angle, like someone was watching Mike. Yes, it was exactly. a different camera angle. And yeah, so I don't, him. I don't think it was Nacho that told him. I think Gus was watching. Gus, Gus had people watching the Salamancas. All oh, that I shit agree going with on. that and then too. While they watching them. I agree they, with that. So I don't think it's Nacho that told, but I, hey, throw it down, man. Put it in the prediction books. Yeah, I think both are happening. I think he had people watching, and I also think Nacho's feeding him information from the inside. Okay. Okay, okay, big, okay, okay. big prediction number two. Uh, and I, I got to think about the precise wording of this, but basically it's that Jimmy and, in parentheses, Kimmy, will cause Chuck to have a big breakdown in the trial over Jimmy's B&E. And this is going to be the end, in quotation marks, of Chuck. Like, he's going to have, he's going to wig out because they're going to put him on the spot in the trial and he's going to have a total breakdown and end up in an institution. Like, this is going to, that's going to be the, the, the exit of Chuck because of what they do to him in this trial. Okay. I like that. And I have reasons, like, there's, there's quotes and things that were said in this episode that lead me to think that. Like one of the biggest, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, is when um, when Jimmy was in jail and he was talking to his uh, frenemy lawyer there, and his frenemy lawyer said, uh, "Go in, go in there and punch the biggest guy, show dominance." And uh, and and Jimmy said, "Yeah, show dominance." And then the guy was leaving, and he said, "You know how to throw a punch, don't you?" And I think that was foreshadowing of, yeah, he knows how to throw a punch. And the biggest guy in the, in the Albuquerque law scene is Chuck. He, he knows people on the New Mexico Bar Association. He, you know, all that stuff. And so he's not going to throw a punch at the guy in jail. He's going to throw a punch at Chuck in court. Mm. And it's going to... Well, it makes... It, <clears throat> lights will be spinning. Chuck will have a total breakdown. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense because it's it's a two birds one stone kind of thing, or like two fires with one water or something. Like, because the problem is, is that if you make if you take Chuck out of this, by way of see, I have a, a, a similar theory, but it's more along the lines of this is I, I think that that they're going to bring up in court. I hope it goes to court. They might not even go to court the way shit's looking. Well, if I, it goes I, to I, court. When I say trial, it means either court or in front of the New Mexico Bar Association, like, like whatever okay. whatever hearing it's held. Like there's okay. going to be a hearing of some sort. Because I'm thinking that if it goes to just like court court, like before it goes to bar court, yeah. whatever that is, uh, <laughs> before the <laughs> organization, before the bar, um, I, I think that he's – I would – what I want to see is him go to court court. And while he's in court court, Jimmy uh, brings up the fact that it's like, did – does everyone here know that he's electrophobic? Does anyone yeah. here know what electrophobia is? Yeah. Can we open up his jacket? Uh, can uh, witness? Could you open your yeah. your sport coat here and show us what's is that tinfoil? What's that going on? Is it crinkle? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, all of a sudden, people are like this man is got a touch of the cray cray. He's touched this man. Yep. Is. Yep. And I, uh, and I I think to me, if you do that, he can't do jack shit with the bar he's lost credibility everywhere in both places where jimmy could get burned whereas the like the courts and in, in front of the bar association by taking chuck out you take out both of those yeah so it's and i mean a, there's a no i agree that's part of my reasoning too is like he can you say look my brother is a nut bar and he made this tape <laughs> uh, like he acted crazy to make me say this thing on this tape because he wants to destroy my career and um 
that's why I was there trying to get it back because I didn't want him to destroy my my life sort of thing. And and he could like I would I would would say like it's a real Jimmy thing to do, but it's actually even more of a real Saul thing to do. And this is why I think like Chuck said to him when he was sitting on the curb, it's time to make a change and find your direction, find your path sort of thing. And I'm like that's. Saul, right? And a really Saul thing to do would be to take, get the doctor from the hospital and sit her right in the front row of the courtroom when he's, yeah. when he's got Chuck on the stand, you know, like doing cross-examination. And there's a doctor that has said twice that he should be committed, you know. If any of that is even admissible, because the actual case is going to be about what happened that day. Yeah, I. So yeah, that's what's interesting. Is that what can be admissible? Because you can't just go into court and be like, "I okay, I'm suing this person, or or I'm I'm uh, filing charges against this person because this thing happened." Also, let me tell you about the shit he did the other day and the thing he did when he was yeah, five years old. But even let me tell you what his mama did to him, and let me tell you about this. But even the fact that he can yeah. say, "Look, Howard Hamlin and a private investigator were there waiting for me," like Chuck was. He wanted me to break in. He was, this was all Chuck's idea. And why is that? Because they couldn't. You know. And can, they, and can we talk about the fact that Chuck fired Ernie for doing exactly what he wanted him to fucking do? Yeah, that too. Yeah, Hashtag yeah. fuck Chuck. Yeah. And what's the um? What's the what's the thing when you when cops are? It's one of them things that people always say when they get entrapment. busted on shit. En- entrapment. It's entrapment, man. It's entrapment yeah. starring Sean Connery. It's entrapment. <laughs> and. Trapman, starring that lady. CZJ? Was CZJ? Catherine's age. Yeah, there it is. CZJ. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> so that's that's predictions. But, uh, that's awesome. I like it. I like these prediction guys. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm, I, I, I was, you know, watching it with Nate, like, I, I, I try to catch it. Like, watching anything with Nate is an interesting thing. Um, because like in this episode, he's done it in a couple others. Like he, everyone here listening, I'm sure, assume knows Nate. I at least have listened to him on other podcasts. So when he he gets a joke in his head, or even like a sliver of a joke, he just he just keeps on doing it. He'll just keep oh, doing it. I have no. What are you talking funny, about? Can you give me an example, Trent? <laughs> and what's what's funny is that he doesn't like Monty Python, which is crazy. That's like right up the alley. And so we're sitting there in this episode, and every, every time someone would say Jimmy, he would go Eat World. They he should stop eating worlds, you know, because there was a band. He yeah. keeps doing this, like through the whole episode. And I looked over at him at one point, and I had this, this like stone faced look of, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I stared at him, like he was speaking <laughs> some other language. He's like grinning at me, and he's like, he, his face starts dropping, and the smile goes away, and he realizes that he's been u- using this joke on someone that doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just said, um, I said, look, man. The sweetness will not. Uh, what did I say? I quoted like two lines from their songs. He was like, "Okay, joke's over. Fuck you." Yep. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy Eat World does a wonderful cover of "Hungry Like the Wolf" by Duran Duran. Oh, nice. That's nice. the only thing no, I, I know just, by Jimmy Eat World. Like, that's the only way I can combat him doing that stuff. Is I have to like make him go fuck you, man. Well, remember when we started? Like I, I had no idea what it was when we started American Horror like, Story Hotel, and I had to ask him, like, "So, dude, I'm going to mention the hunger because it's important, and I need you to not say games. Can you please not say games? Like, I'll let, or do it once and then stop." And he's like, "Okay, because you asked nicely, but then, yeah, he if you say the words hunger to him, he'll be like, oh, games." Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, for months, for years, years, years. I think. Yeah. There's literally movies that I can't talk to him about because yeah. he won't stop saying a, yep. a, some kind of weird 
pun off of the title of it. But it's just funny because I he he did it the whole time. And I finally I just looked at him like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He was like, and then it, all of a sudden he was like, oh, "I guess he doesn't know what this." As I, as I was saying the words from the song, it took him a second to go, "Oh man." <laughs> now shut up and watch the episode. But he had brought up something. I, I said all that to say, he had brought up the fact that he wonders if this is the uh, the moment where you know maybe he takes the deal, and then what ends up happening is is that he can't, can't law because the big thing with you know from previous seasons has been that um, that it came up they didn't want him to use the name McGill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we all thought then, oh, this is where Saul Goodman's going to come from. And then now it's like, well, he's 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 might be losing his law license. They get a license? Is that what they get? Where yeah, he, get? he said Chuck wants to take my license. Mm-hmm. Is a license okay? Is it a yeah. permit? Is it a, is it is it a, a trophy? Is it a, a badge? A law badge? Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an <laughs> iron on it's an iron on patch. You are what it is is you are a member of the bar. That's what it is. You are a member of the bar. Only jacket. Yeah, for so, that? so um, you become you, be, you become disbarred. You're not a member of the bar yeah. anymore. That's what it is. They take your bar away. So they take his. Yeah, bar it's not away. a license. Yes, they take his bar away. And then, he's disbarred. <laughs> <laughs> and then they um, and, and that might be his way back in. Is no bars for you. Like like maybe he changes his name and then, but then I had a question I don't remember but do do you guys remember in his office in Breaking Bad he's got a. Uh, diploma from yeah, it says Jimmy McGill on it. Okay, I think Nate reminded me of that too. So he doesn't; he at least keeps that. So I'm just wondering, like, what you would have to do to get the bar to pass the bar to get reinstated to the bar. Oh, did Trent disappear again? Ooh, let's see. Uh, yeah, to get reinstated to the bar, yes, like, like to, to do that, could, could you do that? Could, yeah. yeah, could you do that if you've changed your name? I mean, is there not like is that is there not red flags on that that would stop that from happening? Or? That well, because I think you would have to provide your law degree or proof of your law degree to the bar association, right? So yes, um, even if you change your legal name, you you he, he's he's getting his law license based on the degree he earned as Jimmy McGill. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was trying to figure out. You know what, though? Can you not, like, if you're in prison for, like, 17 years, 20 years, and you study everything, can't you, can you come out and take the bar exam? And if you can pass the bar exam, can you do it without a degree? I don't know. Well, that's, that was true in Georgia or wherever, in the time that Catch Me If You Can was set. I knew you were going to bring that up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's true today in every state. But he made state. a fake law degree too, for himself, too. Yeah, it's mm. very true. Yeah, what? Oh, my God. I still haven't if, finished that movie. I need to fucking finish that movie. Hold up. What? What if he okay. doesn't have a fucking law patch? He doesn't have a bar in <laughs> Breaking Bad. <laughs> what if this whole time he's illegally practicing law? Wow. Then you wouldn't have a giant inflatable thing and be advertising on the TV because someone's going to fucking catch you. Unless, unless it's just so, so it's, exactly, it's so overt. It's like, well, of course he does. Otherwise, he's not advertising on television. But how would because he's so well known in Albuquerque? How would he get away with it? Like, like someone must be like, does this guy really? Yeah. Like, seriously. So I have a thing. Like my my boss one time recently um, said, "Can you check in to see if this person is actually a lawyer?" I don't know how you do that. I'm like, okay, eighty year old guy, really, you don't. It's called the internet. 
I can go on <laughs> I can go on the New York Bar Association and type in this guy's name. Yep, he's an actual practicing lawyer. Like, yes. Wow. That was bizarre that he was oh, – can you check in to see if this guy's – yeah, you could too. It's called Google. Hold up. <laughs> what Type. If, hold, stay with me now. Stay with me now. Hold okay. up. All right. What okay. if Francesca uh-huh. – <laughs> what if he gets her to pass and then she signs off on all of his stuff? How would she – what? Hold up. Because you can find – all this stuff anybody can like present you in court i believe but like to file the motions and stuff that has to be from an actual lawyer the paper it does and everything no that's crazy that's crazy that's crazy talk no that's no, yeah so that's, yeah so yeah, yeah no yeah, so, this is what i'm saying okay. yes if you if you're a member of the bar you have a bar number and so everything that you file in court has your bar number and nowhere are you filing anything without someone running this bar number and making sure you're, that's not just a made-up number so he can't do that he is an actual lawyer i don't know how Excuse me, is getting around the name change? Probably doesn't matter. Probably doesn't matter. What if, what if, okay, now now stick with me here, guys. <laughs> what if at the end of all this, Chuck's name is so besmirched in, the, in, New, in uh, Albuquerque that Jimmy wants to change his name just to create some distance there? <gasps> oh. Whoa! That would be amazing. <laughs> I love the I That's love the word like, besmirch. Besmirch. <laughs> <laughs> I love getting some be. I love getting bee merch when I go to the bee store. You know, the all yeah. bee where you buy stuff for bees and get the merch. I like well, that a, too. A, a smirch is way expensive, and C smirch is just not worth it. Like it's no, you ain't gonna buy no C. See, Smurf, that's the middle of bullshit. You don't want that. Um, okay, these are fantastic theories. I want to, real quick, I jump off the rails. I, last night, I was telling you, I recorded with Aiden, and he, uh, there's more to it than this, but let's just say he wanted to do a podcast on the Phineas and Ferb movie, so we watch it. I was I wondering where that day. came from. <laughs> he wanted to do it. There's a whole other story as to how it came about even doing it. It's pretty funny, but we're on the podcast like five minutes. Kids, ten. Mm-hmm. And in like like it like we just got started. We're talking about the movie, and we're talking about the two main characters, obviously Phineas and Ferb. There's a main bad guy in it, and Phineas and Ferb are children, so their parents are in there. But I found out that those two kids are actually stepbrothers, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And he goes, "Yeah, I have a theory that that he's named the bad guy is actually Phineas's father." I go, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> so, pr- Professor Professor not- Doofenshmirtz. Yes, yes, he thinks and that. Did- I love no, that they always say the tri-state area, that everything happens in the tri-state area. I love that show. <laughs> throw that theory out like it's one of us fucking podcasts. That's awesome. Like, it blew my That's gosh awesome. darn mind. That's really good. I know. I know. I was like, this is, a, this is a great fucking idea. I'm so glad he decided to do this. Okay, so Trent, anyway, you, okay, so, Trent, so Trent you just said blew my gosh darn mind. Either you're still talking to Aiden or you're on Fargo. <laughs> no, I switched it up. You know me. I don't have to say the same thing too. It just—it just blew my dad gum mind. It just see. <laughs> oh, hon. No. Oh, hon. You know, I was going out to. I can. I have to watch the show and then get into this. That yeah. Episode. So yeah, just Chris and I last week. I'm like, so this is the season of the year where we call each other hun all the time. Oh, like, hon. Oh, hey, hon. Can you make some more coffee, hon? <laughs> yeah, hon. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, and and Carrie Coon, Carrie Coon on both of our shows. It's amazing, amazing. Right, all right. Back to this show. Better call. 
Yeah, okay, so is there any... I, I, okay, I want to save, if it's okay, I'd like to save Mike's stuff to the end because I have to eat my own words and feet about that in a moment. Okay. And then... But I want to I finish up with Jimmy's stuff right now. It seems like we're all really excited for that. It seems like we're really pumped for what's going on with Jimmy. Yeah. Um, or at least it's on our mind to talk about it first for some reason. But um, I thought it was really cool. I told Nate that I really, really dug the that moment when we were um, – when he's – okay, so at the very beginning, you know, he's, he's they called the cops. And he gets a pack of smokes and a, uh, a matchbook out. And I was like, that's fucking genius. If you're going to get booked have a book of matches that has a bell bonds number on it and then <laughs> also a pack of smoke matches. he's gonna be in jail long enough that he's gonna want even though he doesn't smoke all the time he's gonna fucking want one when he gets out that's smart yep <laughs> true that yeah yeah i like yeah, anyway. i liked the like that scene with um kimmy kimmy yeah well kimmy kimmy or jimmy whatever in front of the in front of those uh big glass tiles and having a smoke, reminiscent of the old days. Yeah, and, and when they made the M, when they held hands. Yeah. That was really cute. Is, is Kim living – did Kim give up her apartment or is she just staying late in the office and sleeping there because she's working so much? It could be really that, either one. But I, I think don't think she gave up her apartment. No. so much. I think she's – and I think that that's kind of the point of like her offering to help Jimmy out. She is already so fucking stretched that she doesn't go home, that she leaves the office, goes to the gym, showers, changes, and comes back with her hair in that cute little ponytail. But, <laughs> but she is – yeah, she is so busy that she doesn't have time for like a real-ass life. And then she's offering to help Jimmy. And I love that Jimmy says no, but, you know, that it's – bullshit too yeah well yeah. i love when he went into her office when he got back from jail and he's like and i know you want to help because you're wonderful and everything <laughs> like that was so sweet and i was like on live chat with people and i was like come on give us a hug there's got to be a hug here it's like <laughs> oh, no well, hug. <laughs> it, if you think back that's basically what happened when he was trying to help kim out you know when kim had gotten because of Jimmy, I don't remember what the, the initial thing for this one situation was, but there's been a few times that, that Kim has been, you know, pushed down to the dungeons of HHM and had to do crazy paperwork. And there was that time when Jimmy comes in there and he's like proposing that they sue HHM and this, that, and the other. And he's like, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll quit. The law, you know, that's what Chuck wants. And she was like, no, I will take care of this and tells him to fucking leave, basically. She True. doesn't say we're broken up. She was That's a upset. really good parallel. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. It's that they're both so they both had the same thought. Yeah. The difference is is that he's like, please let me help, and she's like, I'll help you, and he's like, No, I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. And she goes, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's him style, and I fucking dig it. I, I, love I dig her. it also too. There's another parallel, eh, kind of. This is definitely on very much on purpose, but when the cigarette smoking scene happened. When they did the scene previously, you know, in the parking garage, and he was taking the cigarette from Kim, after he would take the cigarette, she would kick her left foot up and just kind of like put it on the wall. Right. In this situation, she takes the cigarette from him, and then Jimmy puts his foot up on the wall just like she used to. Oh. What? Really? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I noticed the foot because I noticed her do it because I watch, I watch my girl Ray. I watch That's, her. I'm like, I'm noticing yeah, right. this. Because mm-hmm, she's fine. It's, it's cute, man. It's <laughs> that was orbs, really cute. does. Yeah, I oh, like that. that was a that's a good call. So you think well, it's like absolutely oh. true that um like Jimmy was legit like he wasn't trying to sort of convince her to help him in by saying no no don't like I'll take it it's all me or it's just the way we saw it is is real like he wanted to do it himself but then in the end he's like yeah she wow you want to help this guy okay let's do this together like it, there's yes 
Yeah. Okay. That's what I think too. I heard someone say, "Oh, he's he really wants her to help, but he's playing being coy about it." And it's like, no, he's he. That's not it at all. He plays it fairly straight when it comes to getting something from Kim, wooing her, or doing stuff like he'll do stuff like he'll do shady shit and behind the back kind of stuff for good things to happen to her. But when he needs or wants something from her, he's always at least I feel. There's always a, a, a he's not going to ma- he's not going to manipulate her into something like he's going to no, ask shit. No, yeah. If if he wants to do sex robot, he will straight up do sex robot. Yeah. If he wants her to, to get attention, he's going to sing Bally High or whatever every day, and and he's gonna like if it, he's gonna go. He's going straight ahead, and that's I think maybe that's a seriously redeeming factor for for Jimmy. Although I, I don't I don't hate Jimmy. I think he's a plain fine guy i mean sometimes you gotta do a little dirt whatever i don't hate everybody that does that because shit you'd have no friends if you did sometimes you gotta get a little dirty and you know but but when he when it's with her it's always i am shooting you straight now there's stuff that's going on in the background inadvertently yeah i'm kind of mixed up in or doing stuff the way that you don't like it but when it comes to him working with or getting something from her yeah just straightforward yeah no it, when it, yeah you're right when it doesn't concern her you'll be shady but it's none of her business and he keeps it separate yeah, yeah. but uh anyway i'm just trying to think of anything else um with the situation i, I really dug you know you know comb over in this episode he was really funny <laughs> um, I thought the, I thought I knew the burger was like an olive branch or something, and I was thinking yeah. that was adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, and like he comes in looking all slick. He's got his nice burger, and then and then the guy is just like got his just two his two chip bags, and he like that face he he makes when he eats that huge chip is one of the funniest things in the episode. And the guy and like, like uh, unhinges. He like gets a fry, and he's like eating a fry, and it's like probably that fry is probably like the best thing he's eaten. Yeah, he's all like week. savoring it. It it's didn't like... come out of a machine. Yeah. <laughs> Again, from the cafeteria, but cafeteria food is like, oh, <laughs> it's hot. You got this from a human. You <laughs> <laughs> mean, mean this doesn't have every kind of preservative in it ever? Wow, this is real. Food. Yeah, that was adorable. Uh, I love, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, I like their. Go ahead, Chen. No, 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 no. You go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, do you think they're going to hire Ernie? Ooh, that'd be nice. That, I hope so. I hope so, be, too. And does Ernie get to keep the car? Because that car is awesome. <laughs> Last it's, night. It's, uh, so... I don't think that's a company car. Ernie's like not a – he's not high enough up on the totem pole to have a company car. He's earned that and car. That's his car. is buying like a what, – what is that? It's a Lancer, like an Evo? That's like a fuck car that comes out of like too fast i think that is the same car they had in too fast too furious now that I, i'm saying it out loud oh my god i, can't I don't think Saturday. company cars yeah i know i don't think that company <laughs> cars are uh or i don't think they're buying that for company cars i really don't yeah. like that's that's the kind of car that like a teenager buys mm-hmm. i mean i know adults that have them and they're cool and if someone said would you drive one fuck yeah i'd drive one yeah. but i don't think they come not that just just no. my thoughts but uh i'm surely he'll still have that car i hope so mm-hmm. um I mean, he still had it when he showed up today so yeah last night yeah he's uh, Brandon K. Hampton, the actor that plays Ernie, mm-hmm. did a, a live Q and A on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, so, unfor- like, unfortunately, I, 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 uh, he, it was in a Facebook group that I'm not a member of. So I, I sent a request to join the group, but they didn't approve me till after he was done. But it was really funny because he was, he was. As people are asking him questions like, "What is it like to work on the show?" And he goes, "What show?" And then everybody figured out, "Oh, 
the title of the chat was Better Call Ernie. Ernie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was act, answering as his character. Mm-hmm. And then at one point he said, no spoilers. So I was going to, if I could have asked a question, I would have said, if it isn't a spoiler, could you tell mm-hmm. us about the spoiler on your car? <laughs> <laughs> you could have stole. You yeah, what do you mean no spoilers? What about that big fucker? Like <laughs> yeah. a bright blue car. Oh, man. Right? You've got one of those things on the back. Back of your car. I do this every um, single day when I'm driving down the street. It makes Milo crazy. He's like, yes, mom. Okay, yes. <laughs> but I got it from Nate, and I'm going to keep doing it. Like, every time I've got, spoiler alert. Yeah, oh, God. Uh, oh, it's, it's, Sadie, it's fun I, to torture your 12-year-old boy. It's fun. But Sadie, I watched, Why have them otherwise? Uh, I watched the finale of uh, Feud on oh, Monday, Monday afternoon. Did and you I cry? Watched, I watched Better Call Saul Monday night, and I'm like, how did... Betty Davis's doctor become a lawyer in Albuquerque. Right, become, I know. I noticed judge. that too. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was amazing. And also, oh. wasn't she on? She was on Herman's Head. She's also. like, I looked her up on IMDb. She has been in a lot of stuff. Yep, she's in lots and lots of things. But wasn't she's the on, end? Of, the end of Feud was amazing, right? Um, um, yeah. <laughs> I thought okay. the show was. I thought the show was like. Did you find that it was too much on on Joan uh, Crawford and not enough Betty Davis? Like it seemed no. like more weighted towards Joan Crawford no. to me. But um, I thought I don't know. I kind of thought like uh, they could have ended it with that imaginary dinner party or whatever that that they had. Yeah, I don't that, know. That was where I was hysterically crying. But <laughs> yeah, stuff out of context is really hilarious about yeah. high profile drama. Shows. But it was funny because like Shane Shane texted me on. I guess that Monday night is like, I'm getting teary watching this. And then the next morning I was like, nothing. I just have something in my eye. And he's like, you're at the dinner party scene yet? And I'm like, yes, when were you crying? He's like, I was crying like before that during the this is the end, like trog scene. I'm like, oh my God, really? (laughs) (laughs) Trog. But I did did like the final scene that it was the same as the opening shot of the first episode. But then they, they get up from their chairs and walk to their separate rooms. And that was like the email I sent you for the first episode was like why were they kibitzing like friends and mm-hmm. then they show was like oh well that was just for show or that's yep. just like their last civil moment anyway, anyway. back to uh, this is that, uh, the, is that the is the season finale of the episode where Steve Harvey like looks at the audience when the grandma says something inappropriate is that the one is that the episode where so yeah. okay oh so the cheap stuff if uh <laughs> So let's. I'm gonna. We can come back to it, but uh, let's move on to the Mike stuff. Um, it's kind of straightforward, except that it's crazy awesome. Like I'm the whole time. Like the, the intro is so underwhelming because it's like, okay, I see some stuff. Like you don't understand. How, sometimes intros can be very confusing, and then later you're like, oh, this yeah. one wasn't like that as much as. If you go back and watch that intro again after this, it really is incredible what all they show in it because at it, it first, like, the shoes are up there. So yep. then when they're showing what Mike's plan ultimately is uh, with, with the shoes and the drugs and everything, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, we know you didn't shoot the shoelaces. The whole time, I'm like, you couldn't shoot around Nacho, like, beside Nacho's head. But you're going to try and shoot some fucking shoelaces. I'm like, well, he doesn't make the shot because those shoes are still up there. And they've been there long enough to fade from the sun and, and all this stuff. And what I didn't take into – I didn't really think about it until later. But what they were showing – because obviously he doesn't shoot the shoelaces. It's the it's hole. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see the hole. But something else that they showed, you know, when they were doing that uh, – the, the intro, this point was – 
it's showing the stop sign with bullet holes in it, but they're also like old and rusted. You yep. mean the, the, the alto, shoe is, like, the so alto sign? Yeah, the Altoid sign. And then the shoelaces <laughs> yeah. is so like old and, and degraded that it's uh-huh. it, it, that's the moment it falls off. The idea is that now everything is turning into ruin and everything's rusting because now they're they're shipping meth all around as opposed to because before you know the Trent, if I'm not mistaken Salamanca's Trent who are they shipping meth meth with uh with with uh all Sh- shipping 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 because you said shipping. Oh, they're putting meth and Walter together. Okay, okay. Yes. Um, or Malter. <laughs> Methalter. Um, <laughs> but they're, uh, they're, uh, I just thought it was interesting that they're showing that things have degraded. Not just showing time, mm-hmm. but, but how it, everything has changed. You know, when the, they're shipping in the drugs from Mexico, you know, it's, it's an ice cream truck and bright colors. It's brand uh-huh. new shine. These shoes are red. And now it's like now Gus is like ruling and, and you know, making meth and the Salamancas are out of it and shit. I thought that was really neat. I don't know if it was as on purpose as I think it is, but it's 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 all so much better to go back. It's not one of those where you immediately go, oh, yeah. But it's a little more appreciated, I feel, on the second viewing. Mm-hmm. I agree, um, yeah. And I also had the thought when they were on the road, because I, I think that's – I don't know what that's one of my favorite parts of the episode. I mean, I think any time that we have big characters squaring off against each other, it makes for good uh, good TV if the writing's good. And uh, <laughs> at that moment when they, you know, he, Mike is he picks up the cell phone, Gus shows up with ty, ty, tigerous ty, typhoid and <laughs> and they're standing on the road, and I'm looking at it and I go. That's just a road full of people. Walter's mowed down, <laughs> either, either inadvertently or um, directly, because he he uh, shot Ty. He uh, got you know uh, Hector Hector to to blow up Gus. He shot uh, Mike, and then Gus, because of Walter's actions, uh, box cutter Victor. Yep. Yep. Which is crazy. I'm like, all of you will be dead because of White. Wow! Yep. I never just did. I wait. That's really good. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, have... wait. I'll tell great. you the only flaw with Mike's plan. Okay. Was that he didn't use the same style of sneakers that Price wore? That would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> been like you know what? Well, well here's the thing: there, those shoes. Every bit of what happened there was so intentional. As soon as I realized what he was doing, I realized how ingenious that was. Because what he did was, is he oh, bought was... a very yeah, what he bought a very vibrant, fugly pair of shoes, but it's red. The color red juxtaposed against like the white on the shoe. Think about what the color targets are. Like, there's a reason that those two colors stand out so far apart from each other, and like how far light travels and shit. White light is going to travel further than red. It makes this perfect uh, scenario if you're going to get a target. Why not make it? Now, he could have gotten, like, bright, because I believe that Price was wearing, like, bright yellow shoes to match his bright yeah, yellow. Yeah, I, I was yeah. just saying he should have used the same style, not necessarily the same colors, but it would have been funny if he used That's... the exact same style. Because it would be like yeah. he has, he, like, thinks Price is totally inept, but then all of a sudden he's like, but those shoes he wore, hmm, they have potential. <laughs> <laughs> well, Price did make himself a target, so that would make perfect yeah. sense. But like when he did that, and then he like fires the shot, and as soon as he did that, I went, oh, he's making them used to hearing the shot. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, this is 
fucking brilliant. And the fact that the drug dog didn't freak out. Like, I thought drug dogs always this freak is funny. out when they smell. They said on the on the insider that yeah, that's they're trained not to do that. Cause, that's awesome. Because that, that would just sense. warn the bad guys. Yeah. But so oh, what, so wait God. what what you were saying back up about mm-hmm. the shoes and wait what did you just say before that? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I got all distracted by the dog. Oh, okay. Um, no, right I was before just saying that. that, it was his choice of shoes was was brilliant because he picked he picked a, a red and white shoe, which mm-hmm. is the color of. If you're going to be shooting at anything from no. long range, past it doesn't that. matter what the fuck you look like. Uh, past that, uh, ah, it was damn. He said, uh, I don't "About crisis right shoes." No, yeah, never mind. My brain went away. <laughs> Sorry, I was listening, and then you said the dog thing, and I forgot what I was just about to say. But anyway, yes, the dog thing. They don't bark. Sorry. They're quiet. They That's... just they sit down and raise up their ears and go like, "Hey, look, Dad, look, look." <laughs> It's fucking cool. And that means that there's no way in fuck the Salamancas are going to be able to ship more shit in their ice cream trucks. Mm. So yeah. that's that's interesting. And I, I said earlier I was going to be eating my own words. Um, I, I don't know if this was on podcast or off podcast, but I was talking to Nick about how I am more interested in what's going on with Jimmy. For some mm. reason, I was just more intrigued because I felt like – Yeah, we said Mike, it in the preview podcast. Okay, because I, I felt like we kind of know Mike's road. We know what's, where, where he's going. We know where everyone's going to end up, but I felt like Mike was – there wasn't going to be a whole lot of surprises. Whereas now, everything's kind of dragging with Jimmy. We're getting little snippets here and there. And it's fantastic what we're getting. Don't get me wrong. But with this episode, I'm all of a sudden like, fuck, I kind of don't give a shit about Jimmy. I want to see some more Mike shit. You know what I mean? So I'm like, what I'm excited about more – don't. I'm, this is not to say that I'm not excited about Jimmy's stuff. I'm excited for both, but I don't, they don't they don't share levels of excitement. One week I'm excited more about one, and another week the other. And this week I'm fucking excited about what's going on with Mike because of how that was handled. It was yeah. so Breaking Bad esque, you know, like that's a plan. That, that thought oh, yeah. back to thinking about Chuck's situation in a weird, weird way, and that is. One of the main tropes of breaking of the Breaking Bad universe, and you know, Better Call Saul's included, is that people do things, they set plans in motion, and they ha- then it never goes just right. There's always something that causes a repercussion. And in the case of like Mike, his are very different than what we've seen like from Walt or what we see from Jimmy, but Chuck is kind of the same way too. So now here's what that made me think. Maybe I am just as excited about what's going on with Jimmy because it would be unlike the show. Because right now Chuck's plan is going gangbusters. This is what he wants to happen. Everything, all the, you know, the the cards and planets or whatever are aligning in what Chuck laid out in a plan. There's going to be something that fucks up Chuck. It's going to happen. That's the eventuality of Breaking Bad. And mm-hmm. so thinking about that brought me back to thinking about the other half of the show, and it just became one. One, one thing, and then I found five dollars. So. <laughs> Tell you end the story with no ending. So anyway, so what? What else do you guys have? Let's hear what you guys have to say about it. Um, well, uh, it was we got three uh, characters back from Breaking Bad. We got Tyrus, mm-hmm. we got the Doctor, and we got Doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, and we got. Uh, Wendell the chicken, or Wendell the chicken's grandmom, or something like that. But... Wait, what? What? When, when, 
when Mike walked out of the medical clinic, there was a bunch of chickens around his car. And if you remember, when he was in Mexico and he heard that uh, Gus was killed, he was feeding chickens that he was like saying, Wendell, don't be a hog. Give some to the other guys. So anyway. Wait, I just thought you think it was... that's the same chicken that was... Wait. <laughs> yeah, they brought him back for a cameo. I'm just joking. But I'm just saying. But it, it was definitely, they definitely wanted us to see Mike walk by those chickens to remember that. But also I when he, but oh, two things about the doctor's office. Like when he entered, there was the upside down horseshoe over the door and a, and a bell rang and then they showed a wheelchair, Hector. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. But then the other thing was um, when the doctor went out uh, talked to his receptionist and said, you know, uh, what about the gringo? And she said, the revenge. Yeah, I thought that he had diarrhea. That's what I that, – that's kind of – that's what I took from that. But did you, that is was. the doctor – that's the doctor who um, saves uh, like Jesse, Jesse and Mike, right? And Gus, yeah. yeah. We and, and Gus, yeah. Yeah, Gus and Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And has, yeah. Like, that's the, the episode where we learned Mike's last name. Because the blood bags had airman trout on it. That's right, yeah. But also, like, but now this tells us that the doctor is in on whatever Gus is doing. Yeah. Uh, and so it makes me wonder who is the like. Are we going to learn a bit more about this doctor? Like, or hmm. is like is he maybe Max's brother or something like that? Like, oh wow, that'd be amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah he's definitely he's his dude. He's his dude down in Mexico. He's got him. Like he's yeah. You know, obviously he's doing what he can, and, and Gus hasn't. I don't know if he's been able to set him up yet. I mean, Gus seems to be doing okay. He's got dudes running around Escalades, so he's doing okay. But I yeah. don't know. Obviously, he doesn't have the doc set up like huge because he's in that clinic, or maybe the doc is at that clinic for the reason to just be there. You know what I mean? Or, or the doc is keeping a low profile because he's keeping an eye on things in Mexico for Gus. I don't know. Maybe that's a that's a good possibility. Wait, did this just did this just come in? Did we just both get a message from Sadie? Yeah, we did. Okay, so she's got Sadie will be right back. Well, I'll tell you what, let's move on to the next thing after. That's a good point to bring up. I'm glad you brought up the doctor because I almost really forgot about that. But uh, what else you got? Um, let's see. I'm just going through my my list of stuff. I had like a a lot of stuff on the. I think we've covered a lot. Um, I have like just a lot of little. If, if it's okay, if you think of anything else, I have a lot of little notes that, that? like, just like little things that that uh, I noticed. Like, um, you know, like poor poor lawyer guy has to eat chips and and Cheetos for lunch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mix and matches snacks. Uh, um. Oh well, Chuck meeting when Chuck was meeting with the. Uh, this is another thing about Chuck. Um, when he was meeting with the uh, district attorney, and he was like crying crocodile tears about his brother, like basically trying to manipulate her into following his strategy for like doing the the pretrial uh, dismissal or whatever they called it or deferment. Um, but. If you watch that conversation, when she brings up the possibility of the trial, there's something in his face that tells me, like, Chuck does not want this to go to trial. He talks about, yeah, I can go to the courtroom and testify and it won't be a big deal. But I think he – I don't think he wants it to go to trial. I, I Well, really he obviously doesn't. 
He he obviously doesn't. Yeah. It's his idea to do the the directive or redirect or whatever the fuck that yeah. is the PPD. It's his idea to, to do that. He doesn't want to go to trial. He wants yeah. Jimmy to get disbarred. That's but that's he, on the table. Like he's but not I think that it's back. also but he, all of his. No, I just I don't think he wants to testify on the stand and be cross examined by Jimmy or Kim or whatever. I don't even know that it's that. I think it's that. Uh, hey, welcome back. Hi. Um, I don't know. That, uh, I don't know that it's even necessarily that he doesn't want to testify. It's that he wants one thing, and he can he could get that one thing, or he could stand a chance of not getting that thing. And it's again, it's it's okay. So it's all going back to sunk cost. So if this goes to court, Jimmy could serve time and get disbarred. That all could happen. That's and all Chuck wants is disbar. Yeah, I don't so think you can, you, I don't if, think you can be a lawyer if you have any kind of criminal record. Well, what about the Chicago sunroof? No, yeah, but they that said was, that earlier that he had he had no priors. What the fuck does that mean? He got arrested for shitting in a sunroof. Yeah, but 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 uh, Chuck came went to Cicero and got him got him out of jail, pulled some strings or whatever. Like, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it's only maybe it's only after you become a lawyer you can't commit any crimes. I feel like I feel like there was some sort of special dispensation for his past to become a lawyer. If I'm not mistaken, I I don't know. But anyway, moving on. (laughs) Talking about the the sunk cost thing, like not even necessarily that. It's just that uh, Chuck wants one thing, and he's putting it on a silver platter to get the one thing that he wants, and he's making this one thing as appealing. In the end, if if this uh, silver platter choice isn't taken, he could still get that thing, but it's a chance. It's a risk at that point. So he could end up getting more, but he doesn't care about the more. He doesn't care about the cherry and the nuts and everything. He just wants the fucking sundae. That's all he wants is the ice cream. And by putting it out there, he gets what he wants. So I don't know that it's because he doesn't want to go to court. I think he's like, oh, if we go to court, I'll go to court because I want to get what I want to get. Mm-hmm. But if I can get that early and not do that, then... Then I get the cherry and I get the fucking nuts. So that's, yeah. I think, what he's going for. And also, too, it's so hard to know what is a crocodile tears and what isn't. It, he's all over the fucking place. Yeah. Because we don't know how much that conversation he had with Jimmy actually did affect him. Because when he talked about how he's going to die alone in a fucking bed with things going beep boop, he that was a legit look. That's a look that so he was making when no one was looking at him. Yeah. So if it was a look when he's looking at someone – then you got to consider he could be putting on crocodile tears, could be faking. But when he's behind him making a look, I mean, at least the intention in writing should be that that did affect him. So yeah. maybe that is actually in there. Maybe it's not. So that's 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 what we got to wait for. I want him to go to court. I want him to fucking be in court. I want to see that. But I yeah. don't know that we're going to get it, though. Yeah, I would love to see. But, um, see okay, I, well, if you think it's, it's – oh, sorry. Oh, I would, love, I would love to see Chuck have to deal with that. And I – like I, just, yeah. I think that he'll break down and won't make it through. Yeah. So if you think of some more of the, the as we're going through these, Nick, um, well, let's go ahead and hit the email. No, so I, think got, uh, I think I've got covered everything I wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, I'm always, I'm always, I always like save a little bit back in case something creeps up in an email. I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, and I'm um, sorry so I was like no think- notes today. And I like I watched it last night. I didn't have time to rewatch today. And this was like kind of following your guys' lead. And then, oh, yeah, that but <laughs> next fine. next week I'll be more prepared. So I'm going to kick this off. This here is from Eve, <laughs> apparently. Spelled uh, E-E-V-H. Says, uh, <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> Very sorry that I'm stupid. Uh, but thank you for writing to us. Uh, she says, hi there. 
uh, enjoy listening to the podcast. They always get me thinking. Oh, right on. Cool. I, that's not, I didn't think anybody was thinking after they listened to these podcasts. So that makes me feel very good. Um, <laughs> she said, uh, <laughs> she said, I had a thought while listening to business podcast. Gus knows the connection between Mike and Jimmy because of the Tuco Mike case. Gus, as we know, can access all sorts of private records. Uh, I've seen with Jesse when they have accessed his health records for the uh, Sald showdown. I think it's this case that uh, I think it's the case that Gus has become aware of Mike and may have been following him ever since. Hence, why Gus is alerted to Mike following his guys when Jimmy shows up in his restaurant. Maybe so. I think we're all leaning towards that through one way or the other that he was aware in that that regard. But uh, as she says. Um, Gus tells his guy with the bag when he sweeps near him that he is being watched, so the normal drop-off doesn't go ahead. Oh, mm. No, I'm not Gus would allow it to happen in broad daylight, but I'll have to skip over that one for now, except maybe Gus is aware before his guy gets there, and the plan changes before he gets to the restaurant, as Jimmy is already in there having already alerted Gus. Maybe. I, I There's so many little things that I wonder if we'll ever go back to, and that's one of the ones, if we go back, I'd like to know. Yeah. Um, just just because we're all like, what happened? Um, uh, it goes on, but uh, but you're right, Nick. The guy must get the tracker to Victor through Gus. That was a slip of the hands I didn't see. So you, Okay, so they think it, or uh, Eva's saying that, or Eve. Is it Eve or Eva? I keep fucking this up. I don't think it matters. I think Eve. <laughs> okay. Eva. No, because on, yeah. on Facebook, her name is E-A-B-H-A, so I call her Eva. So, I don't Eva. Know. Okay, I seem <laughs> to remember um, that movie about robots. The um, with Eva and um, you know the robot movie with the um, with you know the where it's like the robots. And the... No, one of them's a Eva, <laughs> and the other one's a robot that crunches stuff together, and they're on like a Wally, Wally, Wally. Short circuit. One short circuit. Yeah, it may, however, <laughs> be then. Uh... <laughs> wait, wait, I'm going to back up a little bit. I went too far. Um, let's see. Those are the okay, this may go against my previous idea that Nacho has informed Gus about Mike. Uh, Eva says it may, however, be then Gus cottons on. It is a setup, the Mike Tuco thing, and becomes aware that it's coming from inside Tuco's camp. Hmm. Uh, hence, lending, hence leading him to Nacho. Gus will know of the vet too, and could possibly get into that. Nacho has been in touch with him recently. I'll get him info. Sorry. I can't read tonight. I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, or maybe my brain is working overtime and seriously going off course. Ready to crash and burn. <laughs> I can see the point that Mike was too far for Nacho to block the shot, but we'll see. So that's – I love that so many people are on different sides of the fence about yeah, but that Nacho I, I'm siding. I'm siding with Eva now that, like I said, uh, yeah, I think Nacho is working for Gus. And a week ago I was dead set – I was dead set against the fact that he was blocking the shot, and now I'm like, mm, maybe so. So that's but why Mike and Kurt Blitz. We're the type um, and then, that uh, can admit when we change our minds. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and then she could, she finishes with, "I agree with Sadie." R e ponytails as well. By the way, uh, so she agrees with Sadie on the ponytails, and mm-hmm. uh, she signs it, Eva. Thanks. Thanks for writing us. Thanks for listening and everything. Yeah, thank These you. Are, uh, it's interesting that, like, I, I really like it when people have the same theories and the same thoughts and stuff. But we've had like a handful of things where people are on exact opposite sides about stuff. It's we think true. this happened. Yeah, and it, it's 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 interesting. I'm into it. Like, I'm really digging it. It's really cool. So I love hearing this shit. So thanks for writing into us. 
Yeah, really appreciate it. All right. Now we've got one for. Uh, is this from Lily? Uh-huh. Is the next one? Yeah. Do you want to, Nick? Do you want to take that? Since it looks like a prediction. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's teeny. <laughs> it's teeny. <laughs> uh, oh, it is small. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh shit. Uh, Lily says, "Quick prediction." While it occurs to me. Uh, Nacho works for Hecker. Well, guess who else agrees with that one? <laughs> but Gus is also using Nacho to spy on Hector's organization for him. Gus, double agent. That's exactly... Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, my God. Secret. That one's going agent. in the book. Thanks, nice, Lily. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. My brain Sadie, hurts. Sadie, you want to take <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> Let's make cookies for the boys. Because, oh my god, this show is making my head explode. It really is. Yes, I will read Shane's email. I will. I will do that. Um, all right, let me put on these glasses. No, these are. No, those are progressives. They won't work. Okay. So I'm going to need to sit at right here. Seriously, my eyes. Hola, or hola. With an exclamation point upside down at the beginning. I don't know how he even does that. How do you type that? Hi. Shane, let me know. Um, so, I ordered my usual supply of bullet points this week, but due to a shipping area, I received only half bullet points and half question marks. But it worked out, because I had a lot of questions this week. Bullet point. <laughs> why is Gus's meeting Mike... Or why is Gus meeting Mike face-to-face? Face-to-face. God, I can't read either. Question mark. There's something in the air. I couldn't read for crap. I felt so bad. There's something in the air tonight. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, All right. Lord. Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, Lord. All right. Couldn't oh. he have had oh. this, <laughs> this conversation over the phone or sent Victor or someone to meet him? This doesn't seem like Gus's style, or maybe he's just that perceptive and knows Mike is okay. Bullet point. I think what? it is Mike's style, or Gus's style. He always meets people in the desert. Yeah. Why is Kim sleeping yeah. in her office and washing up at the gym? Is she not in her apartment anymore? If not, why not? Did we already know this from last year? <laughs> if not, why not? It's one of my favorite ways to end the question. <laughs> I, I love it so Asked and answered, I think she's just too busy to go home. That's what I think. It's across the road. Yeah, it's like walking distance. You know, yeah. It's quick. It's easy. Um, does Chuck care that Ernesto won't be able to afford that sweet blue car he drives now that Chuck has fired him for doing exactly what he wanted him to do? No. Chuck does Everybody's not care. Hashtag. Hashtag. Fuck Chuck. Please don't get that tattoo. Please don't get that tattoo. I'm not going to do that. You're <laughs> one of my favorite people on the entire planet. And there's only, there is a handful of people that I would stop from getting a tattoo because I care about them. Everybody else, hey, live your life. No, and I've, I've, literally, got, a, I've like, got a Mockingjay and I've got alias shit on me, but no, I will not get fuck Chuck. Yeah, just not that. Just not that. Not just that. Not, just not that. I'm thinking about no. getting the scissors that Kevin has on Leftovers. Thinking about that. Oh, I've, I've had that I thought as well. That's fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> Those are dope. All right. Um, did you notice? Uh, who are you asking, Shane? Um, uh, I did. I noticed. Uh, yeah, okay. I noticed it. Trent noticed. When Mike goes to the hey, Mexican Shane. clinic, the camera focuses first on a bell and then on a wheelchair. Yes, I think we all noticed that. Yes. Yeah. I think good. I think Jeff and, brought it up last night too. And the upside down horseshoe, which means bad luck. Oh, right. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. would why would you have that? You're just like this is a doctor's office. Let's hang a symbol down. of bad luck here. 
That's not actually. Nice. I've heard that. Um, I've heard there are two camps on that. Oh. The the horseshoe thing. Most people. I've I've always heard ever since a kid that it the horseshoe needs to be upright because it collects the luck inside of it. Yeah, huh, yeah. It's kind of the idea. I've heard that there are some people that believe it's good luck to have it upside down because it dumps because the luck out. Luck that's like rising into it or something. I guess oh. it depends on what temperature you're lucky because. If it's warm, it rises. <laughs> I catch it? I don't know. See, All I right. believe but, uh, it should anyway. be at a 45-degree angle because then the luck goes into it, but then a little bit drips out and lands on your head. Or or, or you can dump <laughs> a little bit out for your homie. Yeah. That's maybe, guys, maybe that. I'm going to start putting horseshoes at a 45-degree angle. And also, that's pretty fucking awesome. also, can I just say, um, don't have a dream catcher hanging from your rearview mirror of your car because dream catchers are to catch... Nightmares, which means you're sleeping, which means you're not driving your car. So, hashtag no dream catchers in cars. If you want to get that tattoo, hashtag no dream catchers in cars. I'm down for that. Yeah. Are you down with that That's one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's fucking great. <laughs> Thank you. And let's, all right. let's, let's all be honest. Let's not kid ourselves here. Dream catchers eat dust catchers. They catch dust oh. and they get gross. They do. They do. It's true. Yeah, I have a little teeny tiny one at work that we got from someone who was trying to, like, solicit money from my boss, and I collect all the weird shit that they send. I have a tiny little dream catcher <laughs> sitting at my desk in case I need a nap. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, hash- oh, not hashtag. Yeah, I'm all into hashtags tonight. Bullet point. Is there anyone in the known universe or in realms yet undiscovered as petty and condescending as Chuck? I think everyone knows my answer to that. Would you guys like to field this question? Would that it depends be... on what day of the week it is for me, and let's uh, like hit me up on a Tuesday. Eh, Chuck might have a fight on his hands. <laughs> but is there anyone as petty and condescending as Chuck? Answer: No. Hashtag fuck Chuck. That's covered. Yes. Okay. Bullet point: The last. Why did Mike go and spend good money on new sneakers to mark Hector's? supply truck. I mean, the execution of that plan was pretty flawless, but wouldn't it have worked just as well with a pair of thrift store work boots that cost 99 cents? I added that last oh, thing. But so. shit, it was 99 cents. <laughs> um, and I and I, I, uh, I see what you're saying about that, but I think the idea is that you know, if you got an old one, what if the shoelaces were, because you can break shoelaces, which is also a sign of bad luck. But um, I think if it's brand new, he knows it's going to hold up there. And I, I really feel like the red was the, that his thinking was, I've got to see this thing from a great distance. Let's pick the Bryce. And they could, those could have been like Walmart shoes. They had like no brand name on them. Them could have been like. Well, because $10, they were $50. made by the, they were made by the costume designer of the show. Um, oh, those were. Made? They were, they oh, were that's made fucking brilliant. Yes, by the costume designer and then they aged them. Like for huh. whatever means that they did. Yeah. That's they said that on the insider today. Great. Which came out really late, so I managed to get half of it in on my way home. But I, I was trying to download <clears throat> it before I left and it still wasn't available when I left for my meeting tonight. So oh. I still haven't listened to it. Yeah, it came out like four what? my time. And I yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'll so tell you, that last, been... last little bit. Also, one non question conditional if, I don't know if you can have this official prediction. I don't know if I've made any prediction before about Chuck's ultimate fate, so don't record this prediction if it con- contradicts what I've already said. Okay, yeah. Nick? Yeah, so he checked with me. He hasn't made any predictions. Okay. But if not, fate. here it is. In in bold, he hit, he hit Alt-B before he wrote this. Mm-hmm. Chuck will die before the end of the series exactly as Jimmy described. Colon. Alone. 
hooked up to all the machines he hates. Okay. All right. The that goes. Till next time, guys. Shinogle. Thanks, Shane. Every time he says something, I think, that has to be fucking right. Just because he got me on the goddamn Stevia thing. Now I'm like Ooh. always like anytime he says something, I'm like, oh, it's got to come true. <laughs> Well, every this, time he does it. This I, morning I, too, um, after after the um, magnet episode, the next episode, because my Amazon just kept playing Breaking Bad this morning for some reason, and Milo was having breakfast when it was the guy, um, the magical guy, dipping the like tater rounds into the the French and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Milo was like, yeah. "What is that guy doing? Like he's tasting dipping sauces with tater rounds." And he's like, "Well, now what is he doing? He's going to kill himself." Why isn't anyone stopping him? Because they don't know he's going to kill himself. Why is he going to kill himself? Oh, my God. <laughs> because, because Milo, you haven't watched four, four seasons of this show. <laughs> so, um, P- Shane has a PS, so let me just do that. Bullet point. How did Mike keep track of which shoe the drugs were in? That's a good point. If they twirled around up there on the line. That's well, a good point, but I feel like from that distance, in a scope, he could be like, it's a left shoe, right shoe kind of thing. Mm, um, okay. Because it's going to curve. One. That's a, It's an excellent question. I don't no, know Shane. Shane, stupid question. I think what Trent's saying is that it's a stupid question. My answer what to that question is... would have been great is if he got two packages about this big. <laughs> one of that guy Frank who like but, who wrote but, in like said how big was the, the package that he got, and he just yeah, put like little but brackets. With, but with the package about... About this big U.S. American or Mexican? <laughs> yeah, right. Or even Canadian. I don't you know. know if, it's, if it's if it's Mexican, the zeros don't count. So, <laughs> um, sorry, sorry to our, Mex- our listeners in Mexico. I'm sorry. I'm just uh, you know, it's I love you guys. But I think uh, I think uh, the answer to Shane's question is because Mike. Because, because Mike. Because yeah, reasons. Yep. I will say we're sitting there watching that. Have you guys ever done that as kids? Did you ever throw shoes up over a power line? I've never done it. Nope. There used to be a tree out in the country near the <laughs> town I grew up in where people people would nail old shoes. It was called the shoe tree and it was like covered in old shoes. <laughs> what? Yep. That's fucking awesome. There's just a shoe tree somewhere in this world. Yeah. In, where in people between, come far and wide and nail shoes to it. Yeah, in, two, in between two towns in the Niagara Peninsula, there used to be the shoe tree and it was like Covered, absolutely covered. That's like that means that people would actually drive out to the country <laughs> to, to the street to get rid of their shoes. I think we actually oh passed God. one of those in Eastern Oregon on our on our big trip a couple of years ago. That there was just yeah, this tree with a bunch of shoes nailed to it. I'll have to go that's back through my pictures and see if I, I. Yeah, I think that's a thing. That's weird. I hadn't thought about it in two years. But hey, uh, guys, I'm well, going to well, bail before the last email because I'm okay. tired. I got to go hang out with the kid, make sure he I takes say. a shower and gets to bed. But uh, yeah. go. Okay, so and Bricktails, just know I always do read your emails. If I leave early, I have read your email, and I will read your email. Bricktails, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She's lying. <laughs> what? God. What? Wow, who was that? <laughs> who was that? Jesus. All right, I'll talk to you guys right, next bye, week. Sadie. Love hey. ya. Bye. Bye, Sadie. <laughs> Does she have to... No, my where is kids? Am I going to huh? echo now, or is she going to... I guess it's too late anyway. Hopefully she'll just mute it. Yeah, because if she hangs up, then it'll kill the whole call. But anyway, yeah. if it hangs up, we'll figure it out. It's okay. But right. um, but no, no, no. Um, when I was a kid, man, we would throw shoes over a pile. Sometimes you just blow out a pair of shoes. You know, you just they had too many summers, and you just blow it out. And you're like, you know what? I'm done with this. My mom got me a new pair. And then you take your old grody shoes. And you just 
I don't know. I'd seen it in like TVs and movie, and I had some other friends that had done it too. So we had there's a couple of places around where I grew up where there's like fucking shoes. I know, I know the parents around there had to be just pissed that <laughs> stupid kids had thrown their shoes up over the power line because it looks like hell. To me, it looks funny. Like I think I'd still as an adult, like if my street that I live on now had a pair of shoes over the power line, I would think it's hilarious. Yeah. But, but knowing my parents and parents of the neighborhood stuff, I know they looked at that and were just like, oh, but how in the hell do you get it down? If that's yeah. what's funny about it. It's there. Well, you um, know, I, you know what, dude, uh, I bet you that, before they filmed the scene of Mike tossing him up there, they were like, well, Walt threw the pizza in one take. And <laughs> I bet you it's like, I bet you he's never going to live it down that it took him like three tosses to get it up there. <laughs> and I, I, I said, is this going to be a pizza situation? Yeah. Start throwing. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I will, uh, I will take the last uh, email, last email and partial email, I guess they kind of go together. This is from brick tales. Okay. It says, hello, gentle." Lady. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I, really uh, do, I, I really do read all your emails even when I go home early. I, uh, he says, uh, I ain't no audio up. What? Oh, because the F-bomb was in this episode. We didn't talk about that. They used one of their F-bombs in this episode. Oh, really? Uh, Why didn't yeah, it's... Well, maybe when you watched it, it's because he says right here, I know audio up. You might have caught a, a version of it where it's cut out. It's when Jimmy walks into the office where Kim is, and the first thing he says is, I fucked up. And he goes into his whole thing about how he fucked up and he'll fix it and everything. Okay. Well, no, another... I, it wasn't. I watched the first broadcast, so it probably wasn't bleeped. So I just I just didn't pick up that he – it's such a common word uh, that it, I, it didn't <laughs> uh, set off uh, alarm bells. All I did – I think subconsciously I said, sorry, Mom, but that's it. You've heard <laughs> – <laughs> You've heard me say it enough that you're just jaded now. You don't even care. I'm like, desensitized. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. He says, uh, he says, I know audio up. Schmuck that I am fell for it. I'm sorry for not getting witness watch before your last podcast. So before moving on to sunk cost, a few quick thoughts. That's probably the most uh, fan porniest episode of this show show yet we saw lots of familiar faces when dos pues hermanos traveled around getting pickups from dead drops and asked for a dollar <laughs> yeah that's true all i have is a 20 i'll take a 20 <laughs> says um i was a little confused when mike was following around gus's henchman why were they standing guard at a power substation my guess was that this was close enough to mike's house that they wouldn't be able to see they would be able to see on the tracker if he moved but it didn't seem like that power substation would be in a residential neighborhood then when mike was doing the stakeout to me he looked really tired and old i know he's not a young man but that was one of the the few times he looked a little off his game to me i wonder if that was a choice they made or if jonathan banks is truly tired is is just truly tired with a long night's work of shoots around albuquerque uh, well, maybe he was also up all night waiting for someone to cut like eating pistachio nuts and looking out his window so i mean the character himself would have been tired maybe um yeah, but there's a good point here because i didn't think about it i mean there are electrical substations in residential neighborhoods because I can think of one pretty close to here in Ottawa. But but it's a good point, though. If they're trying to uh, detect radio signals from the tracker, sitting next to an electrical substation is probably not the best spot. 
Maybe not. Mythbusters, hit us up. Um, yep. <laughs> that's a good point, though. <laughs> Uh, the whole bit with Jimmy and Mike was great. I love to see a buddy cop film featuring those two. I laughed out loud when Jimmy was getting caught in the trash can. <laughs> so are we supposed to think that Gus's career was on to Jimmy and so didn't do an exchange? Or was there something subtle that both Jimmy and I missed? I was thinking that since Gus was walking around sweeping, maybe the guy left something on the floor that Gus swept up. I don't think so. I th- I, there's we got to find out what's going on there. There's too yeah. much. Um, there's a lot of ways that they communicated that there would be no drop that day. Yeah, I, I personally think that a drop didn't happen because they knew that the jig was – they knew someone was – they knew uh, uh, yeah. Mike was watching. But uh, he says, uh, then we got Chuck's trap, which leads us into sunk costs. Fuck Chuck. Sorry, next bomb. Hashtag <laughs> fuck Chuck is what he say, say to uh, I was especially mad at him when he was putting on the show for the prosecutor. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I love Kim so much. Uh she so wants she so wants to help Jimmy and seemed truly hurt that he wouldn't let her initially. By the way – was she sleeping in the office? Is this a regular thing? If so, is this uh, because she is broke after leaving HHM and starting her own? Or, on the other hand, was she just working late on the Mesa Verde case and didn't bother going home? Anyway, so great to see her and Jimmy teaming up at the end. No, her being the that... only person on the Mesa Verde. Oh, what's that? I just love that everybody's so concerned about Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're worried about Kim. Um, no, I, th- I think she's probably doing fine financially because she's got the Mesa Verde thing and it's all to her. Whereas before it would have went to HHM and that money would have got dispersed out places. Yeah. And she's they, like, some big hours right now. If Hamlin was bringing liquor over to celebrate with Chuck after getting Mesa Verde, fucking Kim has got to be rolling in it. Like she's got to be like Oprah rich. Yeah, <laughs> but like she has it- to work her ass. Yeah, it, but especially the number of hours she's putting in, she's billing a lot of hours. So she's sure. she's doing well. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say, uh, the other half of this week's episode focused on Mike and Gus, more old friends with both Victor and Tyrus. Ah, oh, it's his name. At the meetup in the desert. <laughs> the best line of the night was, uh, it's not in my interest for Hector Salamanca to die at this point. I want to make another official prediction. Trademark, copyright, patent pending. You ready? Okay. Nick? Yep. He says, as I said in my preseason email, I think Gus is playing a long game. His ultimate plan is to get inside the Juarez cartel to lay the groundwork that will eventually pay off and salute. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I thought that's, I mean, that is what's going on, though. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm no secret there. I, I, I agree, yeah. Okay. He says uh, he doesn't just want to get the short-term game of killing Hector or profit off their drug trade or even push them out of the way to get his own exclusive drug trade. Uh, this is all about getting close to Don Eladio to kill him, uh, Hector and all of his allies, out of the revenge for Max. We get a nice call back to the drug smuggling in the previous episode with the drugs and the ice cream truck. At first, uh, hold on, I guess I should stop right there. So is that the prediction that he's playing a long game to get inside that will eventually, like his game is working towards what happened in salute i guess yeah i mean i think it's an accurate prediction i agree with it but i just don't think i don't know if this is going to be a one that we'll be able to definitively prove it might be an unresolved uh, like because i almost kind of think it's this is obvious but unless he actually lays out his plan in a conversation at some point you know what i mean okay well, let's put it in as that for right now, and then yeah, uh, yeah. Brick tells if there's any way you want to shape it up or anything like that. Do you can? Wait, yeah. Wait. Oh no, I'll put Nick it in. And, yeah, I mean, 
I'll put it in and we'll, we'll know if, if, if it's proven definitively right. But I, I mean, it might be, like, I think this is, I already think this is obvious that that's what he's doing. It's just, he, they don't state it explicitly. So, or maybe you and I are just like so assuming of stuff that maybe it's not as noticeable. You know well, what I, I mean? Think it's, maybe it's, but it, it's like, this is his, this is his long-term plan, but, um, it's like, it's being shown through the plot of the show. It's not being laid out as like, you know, he doesn't have a big, a, a big, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, cork board with like red yes. yarn and pins oh, all oh, over oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, he doesn't have one of those like crazy person rooms. Yeah. Exactly. A conspiracy <laughs> room as it were. That's yeah. what we should start calling it. Conspiracy room. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 Uh, let's see. Uh, he said, okay, so we get, the, I'll just read a little bit of what Ari did. He said, we get a nice call back to the drug smuggling in the previous episode with the drugs in the ice cream truck. At first I thought that Mike had some sort of explosive in those shoes and he was going to set it off by shooting it, but this plan was much cooler. Oh, explosives have been cool. He said, by the way, were those other shots in the distance actually hunters or was that someone like Victor or Tyra shooting off behind a hill so that the truck drivers would think it was a, it was hunters and then they wouldn't be so spooked when Mike shot. No, no, no. That was Mike's shots. All of those was Mike. Every yeah, one of the sh- shots was Mike. He was shooting straight up. So they couldn't tell what direction the, the shots were coming from. Yeah. He said, uh, my one complaint on that was that Mike used a brand new pair of shoes. It seems it would have been less <laughs> conspicuous if he'd used an old faded pair, but, <laughs> but in the end it worked perfectly. One aside, the shoes on the wire really made me think of the movie like Mike. Oh shit. I almost made that a quiz question. So now <laughs> thank you for not, um, <laughs> thank you for, oh well, hell, I still would have lost. It's a movie where someone acts like, uh, like somebody else. Uh, so now the now the war is smuggling is uh, disrupted again, which will lead the DEA to Hector's ice cream shop. Is it possible we'll see Hank or Gomi? Oh, ooh. Uh, I doubt it since I don't think either of them had dealt directly with him before when they interrogated him in Breaking Bad. But it would be at least reasonable for them to be involved in this operation somehow. I think so. Also, this can't be what leads to Hector's prison time since in Breaking Bad we learned that he spent 17 years in prison and for... And for timelines to work out, that must have happened sometime before Max was killed in 1989. Uh, wait. Didn't they yeah. say the stroke happened while he was in prison? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know. I may remember. be wrong on that. I think, I think I'm wrong on that. Uh, my but, guess is that uh, DEA suspicion will force Hector to come up with a new way to ship drugs, and that will ultimately lead to a partnership with Gus, whose Los Poyos Hermanos trucks follow the same route. Okay, I'm going to make a second official prediction, TM, etc. Okay. The disruption of the Juarez smuggling operation will be the opening for Gus to join their operation. That's a good one. I think so, yep. too. That's a good one. I agree. Um, Very good. He, he said, I better sign off before I go crazy and make any more predictions. <laughs> got a jam old brick tales. No, uh, but good. he said that, but he's got an addendum. Uh, hey, guys. Shit. Sorry, next bomb. I was just listening <laughs> to the Insider Podcast and realized I'm an idiot. The teaser with the Los Poyos truck was from the future. That explains everything, including why they use new shoes. I will stick with my prediction, though, that Gus will use the disruption of the war of smuggling network as his way in. Have a great podcast, Brick Tales. Yeah, I think yeah. you should keep that one. Absolutely. Even yeah. though we know he 
Yeah, I think that's a good prediction. It's a safe one too. I think it's a good. It's a good bet. Good bet. But um, anyway, if you want to send in your emails, your predictions, uh, things like that, uh, if you want to call us poop stick nut dicks, hey, I brought that back. Uh, send a, <laughs> send an email to balticeffect at gmail dot com. If you want to send in quiz questions, send that to balticsadie at gmail dot com. Uh, Nick, anything else before we go today, bud? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm uh, I, th- till next time. Uh, what's that? I just so you know, this isn't the typical week around here. <laughs> As officers of the court, I feel we should be held to a higher standard. There, I did another one. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.